Well, welcome to another edition of Believe in the Bronx Yankees podcast. Pete Caldera here in Tampa and uh, back home in his studios in Houston. Mike Stanton, three-time Yankees world champion reliever. Mike, great to talk to you. It's been a while. How you doing? It has been a while, but some good things have been going on, like spring training has started. And you know the old saying, hope springs eternal. Yes, this is the uh, this is the perfect time for optimism. And, uh, you know... I was thinking too, Mike, because, uh, you know, they bring the Yankees do bring back a lot of uh, their own history uh, here. You know, that this first week in camp, a lot of uh, guest instructors, you see Ron Guidry walking around, uh, Tino oh, yeah. Martinez, Bernie Williams, a lot of your old teammates, too. Just uh, curious. I mean, you you went through uh, quite a few spring trainings here in, in, in Tampa. Anything mm-hmm. just come to mind about uh, this time of year and just reminiscing about that? Oh yeah, it's a it. This is an awesome time of year, especially now that games have started. Because you know, yeah. pitchers and catchers show up before everybody else. Right as you start to get into the routine, uh, and it starts to get monotonous for a few days, then the regular players show up, the regular position players, and then you know everything yeah. starts over again. But uh, yeah, now the the countdown has started. Yeah, it, it's all it's all it's all fun. It's all it's all good. You know, having the old players there, um, you know, when I was there, well, Gator was there. Ron Guidry was there yep. then also. But, you know, Goose Gossage, and then you had some of the old timers that would be, uh, that would be, you know, milling around. But, um, yeah, I'll tell you, it's, it's, it's a good place to be. Fans are always outstanding in Tampa. Yankee fans travel extremely well, probably as well as anyone, uh, as far as fan bases are concerned. And, um, yeah, this should be a good team. So, uh, you know, spring training starting, um, it's it's the, the crazy thing is, you know, especially if you're a little bit older, you have a wife and kids, they have life going on. You know, getting to spring training some sometimes can be a daunting task. Yeah. And sometimes you may not even really want to go all that much. But <laughs> once you get there, once you get around the guys, once you start – uh, you know, you haven't seen you know, a lot of these guys haven't seen each other in, you know, three or four months. Right. You're together a grand total of about 15 seconds. And it's like you were never apart. <laughs> you know, that's just how close knit you are to your teammates because you spend so much time with them. You go through the battles of the regular seasons, all the trials and tribulations, and uh, it just all comes flooding back. So, yeah, it's a great time of year. And, um, you know, this team should be poised to make a run. Yeah, um, right. A lot of you know changes. I mean, there were changes that they wanted to make. They they didn't make. Uh, there are still, you know, it's the Yankees. You got to always think that uh, if there's a chance to upgrade, if there's a if there's a, a price point that comes down for a free agent pitcher, uh, you know, they'll they'll meet it if it's comfortable for them. But right now, um, you know, the talk of spring training is this uh, offense and uh, you know putting Juan sure. Soto in the mix. You know, last year the Yankees missed the playoffs. They scored 673 runs uh, as a team, and the last time they scored uh, under 700 runs before that, they missed the playoffs. Now, uh, Pocota's uh, projections have this Yankee lineup uh, scoring 825 runs this year, and 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 then and winning the American League East too. So that that's Pocota. Uh, you know, if this lineup is healthy, uh, and that's always a big if because there are a lot of veteran uh, uh, star pieces to, to this uh, puzzle. But this is the best left-right balance the Yankees have had in, in, in a long time. And Aaron Boone can run out of lineup. 
starting with DJ LeMay at the top um, that goes that goes uh, right left all the way down uh, to the number nine spot. But uh, obviously, the the fuel uh, of this lineup is is Soto, Judge, and Rizzo in the middle. Uh, and Rizzo coming from you know bounce back year from from the uh, from the concussion sy- symptoms. You know, Judge mm-hmm. missed a good chunk of last year with the, with the toe injury. Uh, but they last year was a, there was a black hole in left field. They got no offensive production from there. Uh, the injuries to, to Judge, the injuries to, to Rizzo, uh, Lemayhu not firing until the second half. You know, on balance, this is a better lineup. But once again, Mike, it all hinges on on the health of these veterans. Oh, always. I mean, that, and that. Listen, this isn't something that's unique to the Yankees. This is the teams, every team across Major League Baseball. You know, health is going to be paramount for everyone. Uh, it's it, it may be in some cases a little bit more than that for the Yankees, just simply because of the health issues that they've had over the years. You know, I mean, th- yeah. this is you know, and they've been substantial. It seems like year in and year out. Um, that's going to be something that you know they're 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 constantly trying to fix. They're keeping an eye on all the time. They're trying new things, but uh, ultimately it comes down to the to the player being on the field. And you know, as a veteran player, you know what you need to do to get on the field. You know what you need to do if you're doing any kind of recuperation from an injury. So you just have to, you know. I don't want to say put it behind you, but you can't let health be on the forefront of your mind all the time. You got to let the the players, especially as a player, you have to go out there and play and hopefully you can stay healthy. Now you don't want to do anything dumb. You don't want to, you know, push it when you shouldn't be pushing it, especially at this time of year. But ultimately, you know, there's not a whole lot you can do if these, unless somebody is out of shape, which you know, none of these guys are. They all take very, very good care of themselves. The Yankees take very good care of them when they're in camp and do what everything they can. So, you know, it's kind of uh, just a a luck thing. You know, it's just by chance whether you stay healthy or not. And um, hopefully, these guys can stay healthy because if they can, this I, I'm going to have to agree with Pakoda that this this should be the team to beat in the East. Now, Aaron Boone has not uh, revealed what his opening day lineup uh, will be. And we've, we've still got four weeks from where we are to, to where we see it on opening day in Houston. But uh, my best educated guess right now, uh, the way it looks like it, it, it could be on, on opening day, uh, is LeMayu leading off at third base, Juan Soto in right field batting second, Aaron Judge right behind him in center field batting third, Anthony Rizzo at first base hitting cleanup, Glaber Torres at second base batting fifth. Alex Verdugo in left field batting sixth. Giancarlo Stanton now becomes your number seven hitter in that scenario as the designated <laughs> hitter. Uh, now you've got – you're down to the, the catching tandem of Austin Wells, the lefty hitter, uh, still in his rookie season, still a, a, a rookie status. And Jose Trevino, who's been uh, delayed a little bit in this camp because of a left – calf situation but uh he is supposed to be on time for opening day and then in the ninth spot you've got uh uh anthony volpe uh who won the gold glove last year and uh is is showed up to camp with a a new flatter bat path to help uh cut down on the swing and miss and and maybe drive the ball uh, a little more consistently the other way and up the middle so uh that's uh that that's the way it's drawn up right now what do you think of that lineup mike it sounds great 
I mean, it, it sounds like an offense that should, well, to tell you the truth, should probably score more than 900 runs. You know, especially if you can if you can get DJ LeMayhew healthy. You know, Soto, we, we we know the numbers. I mean, the dude is a is a is an on base beast. Okay, and I think if DJ does struggle, all you basically do is maybe you take him out of the leadoff spot and you just move everybody up. You put DJ down down more towards the bottom. But um, you know, you people need to remember that even though DJ has not had a a, a really uh, a good last couple of campaigns, last couple of seasons, you know, this dude was an on-base machine also. I mean, he's got that ability. And to have yeah. Juan Soto, because, you know, you remember just a couple of years ago, we talked about how important DJ LeMahieu was going to be because they needed him on base. Well, now you have the, you know, the ultimate on-base machine in Juan Soto. You put DJ LeMahieu in, in there also, and then with Volpe, you know, make a little contact, a little bit more pitch selection, get on base in the nine hole for the top of the lineup. Now you're talking about some big scoring opportunities, especially in the middle of the in, in the middle of the lineup when they're gonna have guys on base all over them. Yeah. Uh for added extra incentive, if you wish, uh Juan Soto is not the only guy in a contract year. Uh Going into 2024, Glaber Torres is in that situa- situation. Alex Verdugo is in that situation. Verdugo is an interesting uh, uh, piece of this puzzle uh, to me, Mike, because you know he's a guy who could potentially, you know, hit the top of this lineup too. But you know, as deep as they are, if they uh, if this uh, team breaks healthy, you know, he's he's sitting there at probably in the number six spot and, and could be, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, a bit of an off the radar, uh, underrated, you know, sure. uh, force in this lineup, especially. You know, with with that uh, caveat of uh, you know going into his uh, contract year here. Yeah, we we know that players have a tendency to kind of rise to the occasion when their contract when they're playing for a contract. It's not necessarily a conscious thing. It's not they're yeah. not going to try harder. It's just something that you know you grind just a little bit more subconsciously. And you know there should be a lot of RBI opportunities. You know, for Verdugo, there should be a lot of RBI opportunities for Giancarlo Stanton if he is hitting in the seven hole. I mean, that's, you know, when you put together a lineup like like potentially the Yankees can have, um, there's really no holes. I mean, you, you go back to the the late 90s, early 2000 Yankees, the last dynasty. That's how we were, you know, and everybody grinded out at bats. And it was just there was just so much pressure on the opposing pitcher that there really wasn't a place that he could just, you know, take a break, throw a fastball down the way, and uh, and just get a ground ball. Yeah, you know, Stanton is an interesting uh, uh, case here too because right, uh, if if he's hitting seven down the order, I mean, you've you've got, you know, you've got a, a former MVP guy who hit uh, you know close to sixty home runs uh, one year bat, bat, batting in the seventh. Spot, but uh, he showed up, uh, you know, a a bit of a you know physical transformation, slimmed down uh, a bit. It was the the idea of uh, both Stanton and the and the club that uh, it might benefit him to play at a a lighter weight. I mean, not that the guy was uh, was never a a a worry about not being in shape. He's always in shape. Well, he might have been in uh, too good of shape. Yeah, right. He was too too muscle bound. And, you know, there's an old saying that, uh, that, you know, some of the, the, the more rotund guys in the league would always say, and the saying was, you can't pull fat, you know, (laughs) now you don't, 
but and John Carlos Stanton is well, not that case. It still yeah. is the exact opposite of fat. Right. Tell you the truth, yeah. he was probably he was probably too lean. Um, you know, there's a lot of experts that would say that you know, especially you know, everyday position players, starting pitchers, you know, they need some body fat just because of the grind of the season. How much time you're on your feet? How much time, you know, you're playing every single day that you need a little bit of reserve. Uh, and when you don't have that reserve, where does the energy come from? Well, it actually yeah. comes from deterioration of your muscles themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where injuries happen. So um, glad to see him slim down a little bit. Uh, I'm sure he's still a physical specimen like he always is. Uh, right. But I, I think there's a lot of people that felt like he might have been just a little bit too too bulky to stay healthy for the the long haul of the regular season. Yeah, it's a noticeable difference, and and uh, and the design was to, to limit the, the lower body injuries that were were nagging. Of course, him. you know to, to limit yeah. the hamstrings, the, the calf strains, those those type of things. Even um, even joints, even you know ankles, yeah. knees, and hips. I mean, that's just you know when you're when you're carrying around 260, 270 pounds. I mean, that is just a lot of weight. That's one of the things we've always said about Judge. You know, Judge, even though Judge is a slant, he's a tall, slender guy. All that height still has weight, <laughs> yeah. and it, it can it can it can really pay havoc uh, on the on the joints of your lower body. Yeah, and and Judge is going to be asked to be patrolling center field for for uh, the better part of this at least this first half of the season before they get Jason Dominguez right. uh, back in the mix around uh, late June, uh, early July. Uh, yeah, and and Judge being in center field means Boone has already talked about having to build in more DH days. Uh, for judge sure. um that means john carlos stanton playing the outfield occasionally mm-hmm. uh trent grisham and again a lighter be, uh, a lighter john carlos stanton he may be able to play out there even more because he he should be able to stay healthy carrying a few a uh, few fewer lbs yes and, and trent grisham uh you know will be in the mix i wouldn't be surprised to see him get 400 uh plate appearances this year because uh, sure you know, this is a this is a two time Gold Glove winner who uh, expects to to see a lot of time as as the Yankees' fourth outfielder. Uh, just you know, going to the rotation, Mike. You know, just here on paper in spring training, you, you got five healthy starters. The potential is is good for this rotation with Stroman uh, added to the picture. Of course, you got the the reigning unanimous uh, AL Cy Young Award winner and Garrett Cole up top. Uh, but you know, if you know the the big ifs here. Uh, you know the big question, and what we all want to see is is uh, how Carlos Rodon and Nestor Cortez, the two lefties, if they can bounce back to their twenty twenty two All Star form uh, and leave behind the disaster that was twenty twenty three for each of them, because mm-hmm. uh, you were talking about you know a back injury and an elbow uh, situation for Rodon last year, who made only fourteen starts and pitched close to a four. A seven ERA, and then uh, uh, Carlos, uh, uh, and then Nestor Cortez, who was on the IL twice with a, a rotator cuff inflammation, and just never got it going from the start of spring training. Uh, but both are healthy. Both came to camp early. They were throwing live even before uh, camp really opened here uh, officially. Mm-hmm. They're looking as good as you could at this point, March first, uh, about here uh, in spring training, but. You know, here's the way I look at this rotation. One of you do too. I mean, everything's got to break right because they don't have the depth that they did 
before the Soto trade. They had to trade Michael King uh, to, to get Soto. In that deal, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, major league ready arms that uh, could have stepped in to the rotation if there's an injury or, or a performance situation. Right now, yeah, this five looks good with, with Clark Schmidt, uh, you know, at number five right here now. But, uh, you know, they would almost have to expect all these guys to to uh, make 30 starts and uh, and pitch to uh, their optimum for them to be where they are. They're, they're going to obviously everybody needs more depth in the in the rotation. They're going to need more than these five arms. But uh, right now, their, their depth is a situation. You know, the best thing that you said for Yankees fans is the simple fact that, again, here's the common theme, that those two lefties are healthy. And, you know, yeah. that's going to be because I, I don't even to tell you the truth, don't even look at the long haul. If you're a Yankees fan, don't even look at the long haul of the season. Just go with what's going on right now. You know, these guys are healthy. They've been throwing for a while. They seem to be in a good place, uh, you know, and, and just ride that, ride it out. Because I don't I don't even I'm not even going to worry about the numbers that they put up if they're healthy and starting every five days. The dudes are going to get a lot of guys out, you know, and they're yeah. going to take the pressure off the bullpen. And that's really, you know, the bullpen uh, yet again is 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 one of the strong suits of this pitching staff, of this team. But you can't burn these guys out in the first three months of the season because your starting pitching is in shambles. So that's yeah. really going to be the case. You know, if Rodon is healthy, the guy can be one of the best left-handers in the game. Cortez, if healthy, we know the dude can pitch. You know, he's not going to light up the radar gun, but that's not his style of pitching anyways. He needs to go out there, pound the strike zone, and just be, be Cortez. I mean, and that's that's all yeah. you can really ask. But if if the health is there, I think Brian Cashman and company, they're gonna they're gonna feel okay about where it is. Are they gonna look for for um, you know more depth? Of course they are. Okay, they're looking right now. You know, yeah. they're gonna look all the way through spring training. They're gonna look you know, uh, you know, when you get the, when you get the, um, when you, when you get the flood of the market at the end of spring training, they'll look at the, they'll look at the guys that were let go from other teams just to have some kind of security, uh, in case something does happen. If one of these guys go down, but for right now, keep your fingers crossed. Everything looks pretty good in that rotation. Yeah. I mean, you alluded to it. I mean, as long as a, a Blake Snell is at there in free agency, uh, you know, you can't ever rule the Yankees out if it gets to a price point where they're where they're comfortable. But I don't know whatever. if Blake's the right play is the right guy because Blake's well, not a he's not an innings eater. All true, um, but I guess the the two Cy Young awards uh, speak for themselves. And and uh, you know, as you alluded to, too, you know, the Yankees' strength still is their bullpen. Although you know, there there are some you know. I don't want to say questions, but they, well, there's some health concerns. There, there have been. I mean, you had Tommy Canley and and Jonathan Luizaga, Luizaga specifically, who could be a a, a, a future closer if he could stay sure. healthy. Um, you know, it's always been a, a you know a situation where you know trying to keep him on the field for for a full year has has been a challenge. Um, you know, they got a guy in camp, uh, non roster, Nick Birdie, who's uh, you know 31 years old, hit. 100 miles an hour on, on the radar gun, but uh, another guy that, uh, you know, he's never put it together fully to match mm -hmm. his potential because of the, the injury situation to Tommy John's uh, uh, shoulder uh, issue in the past. But uh, yeah, they, but the Yankees find these, these relievers. That's not an area that, uh, you know, that you have too much concern about. It's the depth of the starting pitching and it's, it's keeping the veterans healthy. Yeah. Back in the day, uh, you go back to the nineties, 
if you ask the general manager what you wanted from your starting rotation, the first thing they're going to say, it's not going to be how many wins. It's going to be innings. We want a thousand innings from our rotation. Well, that number is really not even in play anymore. Now it's 800, 700. and, And, but if the Yankees can get 800 innings out of their, out of their rotation, they're going to be fine because here's the thing you have to remember is that even though we look at offense and we look at pitching in two different in two different aspects, one helps the other. Mm-hmm. You know, if the Yankees score more runs, if they can score over 900 runs, that's just going to take pressure off of off of the pitching staff that they're not going to have to be, you know, just nails every single solitary day that there's going to be some breathing room and vice versa. You know, yeah. that, 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 you know, if, the, if it is a time that the, the, the offense is struggling a little bit, that's when the pitching staff has to pick it up and they have the arms to do it again, common theme for this podcast, if healthy. Yes, exactly. I think that's, uh, that's going to be the catchphrase uh, pretty much all year. Well, uh, it'll be interesting to watch these next four weeks uh, play out. And, uh, you know, the Yankees uh, have gotten the uh, exhibition season uh, off to a, a pretty good start here. They've, uh, excited some people by scoring some runs, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a long way to, to seeing the regulars playing, uh, six innings, getting, uh, three and four at bats, uh, in these exhibition games, you're seeing a lot of guys from the, from the PD side, uh, early right. in camp, but, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I was think for, this is a spring training is long enough for everybody. Relief pitches has got to be the longest. For oh my gosh. You guys, All you, you do is tread water. All yeah. you do is tread water because, you know, everybody has started, you know, even, you know, you go back to, to my years with the Yankees. I probably started throwing in, I, I tried to wait till January, but by the time spring training comes around, I've already been throwing for six months. I've probably already thrown 10 bullpens. And so you yeah. go down to 40 and you do the same thing. You know, you're just kind of holding off. And, and even when the games start, you're not trying to, go out there and, 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 and just completely dominate, you know, you may be working on something here or there, but you're really just treading water, trying to wait till about March 20th. Okay. Now it's time to really get ready. So there's, there's a good four weeks in the middle that relievers are just, you know, they're just (laughs) twiddling their thumbs because they, they just, they're just trying not to peak too early. Yeah, exactly. All right, Mike. Well, we'll wrap it up here, and uh, we'll see everyone next week. We thank everyone for for listening. Hopefully, I'll get my camera working. You can see uh, palm trees and a and a diamond in the background uh, here. In Just Tampa. what everybody wants to see is exactly. my ugly mug. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody in New York just wants to see uh, some pleasant weather for a change, too. So uh, probably, but yes. we'll uh, but we'll uh, we will see everyone uh, next week in uh, from Tampa, Florida. Take care. Thank you. Adios.